your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your Guys, please turn off your cell phones and welcome to the stage, Cameron Esposito. Put your hands together. Get ready to laugh with your hands together. Put your hands together. This mic is very loud, isn't it? It's like super... How's everybody's dicks? Are they already blasted off of your bodies? Due to the loudness of the amplification? Um, great. Hello, welcome to the basement of wherever we are. Give it up for yourselves for coming out to the Touch Supper Club. We are in Cleveland. We are uh, here doing this show as a part of the Accidental Comedy Festival. You know, the awesome thing about this show is not only is it a live show, it's also a podcast. So, yes, yay! Yay, already, yes, we got fans here. So, you guys, what's amazing is, like, you're a part of history and this show now. Like, we do it in L.A., and they put it out there, and then now, tonight, like, look at you. Look at you representing your city, and you can really, you can really show those Angelinos right up, because they're hard to impress. They're starving, and so they're, it's hard, you know, to get laughs. Because there's starving, and also because there's you know huge celebrities, and um, I'm just a I'm just a small time Jean Jacket celebrity at this point. Sometimes doing shows with much bigger Jean Jacket celebrities, and uh, you know sometimes I mean I, I do love the show. I do love the show in LA, and I and I'm also happy to like just be out here, just be in the wild. You know what I mean? I'm staying at a hostel, like just whatever. You know who cares? It's a nice hostel, though, because you understand where, you know, you know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, yeah, okay. I think I don't have to say anything else. Got it. Uh, there's bikes. You know, there's bikes in the front of it. Okay, there's bikes. Hey, and also we got a special treat. So we got an awesome lineup of folks that uh, I specifically picked because they have either not done the show before and I knew they needed to get on or because they have a connection to Cleveland and so therefore I was like stoked to have them uh, for that reason. And we also have a, a real special treat, also in from LA, but native Ohioan from the great city of Akron, Rhea Butcher, gonna join me right now on the stage. Now, Rhea also, Rhea also produces the show in Los Angeles. I do indeed. And I you did. just got a new hat. I did get a new hat. <laughs> you got a Dodgers hat. I'm sorry, you guys. I had to get rid of my racist Indians hat. I just couldn't do it any longer. I felt really guilty. Plus, it feels good to win every now and then, you know? I just... I'm sorry. I understand. It hurts me as much as it does you to say these things. No, you're but all right. Hey, I gotta... Who does it hurt? I, who cares about baseball? Not me. No. See, there's... I feel like everybody in gives a shit. gives a shit about baseball. Do they? Do you guys care? No. All right. Well, it's mixed. So I got General apathy. And it's awesome. <laughs> Rhea loves baseball. I do love it's baseball. It's your jam. You're, you're into it. It is my it. jam. I have watched the movie 42 three times, which you know, is... Three times more than this country did, so... I think we might have even said... Did, we, did I say this? Did we say this? I put your hands together this week in LA. I don't think so. But we were on a cruise last week doing comedy on a cruise. That's a weird thing to do also. Just... I don't know if you... It's, a, it's weird. Give it a try um, if you ever can. No. I mean, you should. Just so you can be like... Cruises are, are hard. Cruises are hard. It's a lot of work. You have to stay. Yeah. Can't leave. You are always. You're there. on a boat. <laughs> you can only leave in case of emergency. Yep. And then you get into another boat. Yeah, you just get on another boat. <laughs> That's not a relief. No. But uh, we were snoozing one day because we were in the Bahamas and it was too hot to go outside. Because I am again from Ohio. It's and we were both much. exhausted. Too much sun, can't take. It. So we fell asleep and then uh, we watched the. Well, Rio watched the movie Forty Two. Yes. But I was uh, here. Your back is to these fine people. Oh my that god! Are here. Let's so, cheat so out. Sorry. Hi, snugglers. Um, uh, <laughs> what's that? That's better. Yeah. I'm just cheating out. Yeah, that's. Yeah, it's an improv term. Cheat out. Um. We were, wa yeah, right, I was asleep, and then Rio was watching 42, and I woke up only for the last, like, eight seconds of the movie. And the la it's, there's just, a, like, a slide that yep. says, like, every year to commemorate Jackie Robinson's gift to baseball, all the Major League Baseball teams wear the number 42 for one game. One game. And they, they do that. Also, that said that. Though it's, it wasn't as... <laughs> 
It wasn't as eloquently written as it could have been. Um, And I burst into tears. Immediate tears. I hadn't seen any of the movie. I slept through the entire movie. But I was so moved. I said, oh my God, is that real? I am so moved. I just feel like that's amazing. I'm so happy about that. Oh yes, and it's the only number that's retired in all of baseball. The only number that's retired. But I didn't in all know baseball. that at all. That also made you cry. So it made me. Cry. I cried twice. It's a great movie. Go Jackie, go. Good. Uh, <laughs> we were on a plane today, uh, flying here from LA, and um, there was a huge delay on our flight because they said that one of the electrical generators was down. And don't worry, it just controlled 50% of the electricity on the plane. It's only that part of the That's plane. what they said. He was like, I just have to, he's like, I got to pull over and do some paperwork because, <laughs> because there's uh, one of the generators down and it controls 50% of the electricity on the plane. So I'll just, we're going to just, I don't, I'm trying to figure out if we have to go back to the gate or not. But <laughs> Everything's sure. going to be fine. I just have to fill out this paperwork. Yeah, he used the word, pa- he t- used the term paperwork. <laughs> He sighed a Which lot. I couldn't believe they hadn't gone digital. <laughs> yeah, right. You know? Um, Get yeah, that he, iPad up there. He used the word paperwork. And then also, I feel like that's, so that's still 50% of the... Like, he didn't say, so then we take the other generator and turn it up. Nope. He just said nothing. Paperwork. He's just said, filling out paperwork. I was filling out paperwork. So Apparently we flew here, a, and I don't think we had 50% of our electricity. He's, just, a, he's like a plane half full kind of a guy, not a plane <laughs> half empty That's kind of exactly a guy. right. So, you know, I like a positive pilot. But we weren't as late as we were supposed to be, given how delayed our flight was. We were like an hour and a half delayed. Yeah, we and were then, on the tarmac? Is that a thing for an hour? Yeah. Like I, I think an hour and a half, actually. Yeah, literally, really by the time we took time. off, I think it was an hour and a half. We got here like 45 minutes late, which is always wild because you know that means they're speeding. <laughs> but he's just driving like, we gotta get to Cleveland right now! <laughs> just, just wing to the metal or something. Um, the Nose wings are the metal. The, they're also metal. Metal, anyway. Uh, yeah. And it was super turbulent the whole super way here. Super turbulent. Crazy turbulent. Yep. You know, you have to close your... La- I had to close my laptop a couple times just to... Yeah, just to like, just be like, out. I can't look at anything. <laughs> this is how I'm going to die. It's not going to be writing this blog post. <laughs> Turn off the television seat back. I am not going to be watching Sleepy Hollow when this thing goes down. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There were, the there were like... um. There were like pay, you know, we're, we're on United, you have to pay to use the in-flight entertainment system, but like, if you don't turn it off, you can, so you can just, you can turn it on with your little credit card and then you can watch whatever, or you can turn it off, or if you don't turn it off, it just plays Sleepy Hollow for three and a half hours. <laughs> it plays that same episode of the pilot of the television show Sleepy Hollow. Yes. What was ama- what's an amazing social experiment is watching that half the plane, the 50% that probably should have been left behind when the electrical problem happened. Yes. They just left Why the Sleepy Hollow thing on. They just left Sleepy Hollow on. That was their problem. For three hours with no earbuds. Like, you know you can... Watching that X-Men wild? First Class underneath That's Sleepy Hollow. That's wild what's going on. Oh, yeah, somebody was watching on their, their laptop. They were watching yeah. X-Men First Class with screens another screen behind screens. it. Yeah, just leave it on. I don't know. Just, yeah, definitely. It's like we forgot that we cannot have screens. Like, you it didn't even totally occur to them that, that they could turn it off. Like, well, it's just on. It's a screen, so it's just on. <laughs> well, um, but what I always do is I turn mine off, you turn yours off, and then I go, and watch TV through the That's seats. more fun. <laughs> go, I, watched, that. I, yeah. I watched the finale episode of Sex in the City that way yep. last week. <laughs> she finds that necklace. <laughs> and also, his name is John. John. John, in case we forgot. Lest we forget. Lest we forget. Uh, that's one of them spoiler alert <laughs> things. That show is like 30 years old. I think it's okay if we talk about it. I watched that when I was a baby. Yep. That was the first thing I watched when I came out. Um, okay. <laughs> what else do we want? Oh, oh, turbulence. That was the final thing I just wanted to would talk about. Uh, what do you, what goes on for you in your mind when there's, tur- when there's that crazy of turbulence? When there is that crazy of turbulence, I think, well, that was fun. Typically where yeah. I go, just about every time, I think, well, uh, you know what? Hey, I made it through college. Some of my loan debt is paid off. Yeah. It's all right. I it's always... Okay. 
Yeah, at least you didn't die with all that loan debt. Yeah, God, loan debt. <laughs> I feel like that's that moment where you're like, fuck, why have I been paying that loan debt? That's what you should say. I could have been bathing in that money. Um, I always, th- well, that's the, f- the first thing I always think yeah. is, I always think, oh my God, we're going to die. And, um, or we're going to not die, but wolves will come. Kind of a gray like sort of a Liam situation. Neeson sort of a thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but actually, a lot of times I also think that maybe we're going to go into a nosedive, and then at the last minute they're going to pull up. Does anybody ever have that flight thing in their mind where I'm like, oh, we're going to go into a straight up nosedive last second? I don't even think that's a thing you can do in like a 747. Like I think a that's from the. That? Yeah, I think I'm thinking of the animated. Cartoon. I think I'm thinking of planes. Planes, brought to you by Disney's. Pixar. Yeah, with eyeballs. Yeah, Star- I think I'm talking about Dane Cook. I Disney's, think that's what you're thinking. Of. Disney's Pixar's planes. planes. Yeah, brought to you by the makers of where, yeah. cars. Yeah, where yeah. Dane Cook is like super shocker. We didn't die. You know, that's that's the super shocker. It's not actually his fingers. It's yeah. so much as the fact that they didn't die. They, didn't die. they pulled out of that. Um, you know, speaking of planes, I went in to have a voiceover audition this week at the studio that makes planes. You're which kidding is, me. Yeah, no, you know this. Um, <laughs> but great job. Great job playing along. I mean, I left our house that we live in together, and I said, I'm going to my voiceover audition at planes. And then when and I came I home, said, you were like... How was that voiceover audition at planes? I was like, oh, it's pretty good. Here's a picture. You know, yeah. like, so... But hey... But they didn't no know idea. that. Um, so great, you know, the magic of entertainment. Um, okay, so yeah, this is... So I went to the... I went to audition at the, and they, um, their offices look like an airplane hangar. It's like a polished. Yes, that was the appropriate response. Yes. <laughs> it's like a polished. So you walk into the front desk, and there's a polished cement floor with like little lights and a runway. And then, like, just like. You guys, this is what I said. I walked in there, I was like, this is the best place I've ever been. woman who was coming down to meet me, I just think she was like unimpressed at that point. She was like, yeah, I mean, I guess so. It's kind of slippery. I was like, are you kidding me? You work in a fake thing. That looks like a real thing. Did you go like the this? cartoons would go, yeah. Well, you know, I did make that... <laughs> I did make that joke. I did. Because I was... I was being charming before the audition. I did Perfect. say like, you know, if you need anybody to... I guess... And, that yeah. kind of a thing. Um, you need a pushing tin sort of a situation. Pushing tin. That's Billy Bob really Thornton's deep. greatest yeah, film. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, Rhea Butcher, ladies and gentlemen. Thank what you guys a so much. delight. She'll be back throughout the show, but we have some other amazing comics that we are so, so happy to be here. Our first comic that's up. So he lives in New York now, but he is a former Clevelander uh, and a friend of mine, friend of the show. He's done it before in LA, and we're so happy to have him on the show tonight. Let's hear it right now for Jim Twos, guys. Give it up for Jim. For Cameron and Rhea again, one more time. Yeah, why not? Why not? Kicking it off. Thanks for coming out. Thanks for coming out tonight. Thanks for being here. I don't. I used to live here. I don't live here anymore. I moved to New York to uh, try and get on television before my high school guidance counselor dies. It's not an adult goal, but that's what I'm doing. All right. Uh, that's what's happening. I'm working on it. I'm getting closer and she's getting older. So it's kind of a race <laughs> that only one of us wants to win. I, did, I still have a day job uh, in New York. I work from home, which is the best. It's like getting paid to exhibit all the symptoms of clinical depression. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if any of you work from home, but that's pretty much what happens. Like, if you walked into my apartment on a Thursday afternoon unannounced... You'd be like, oh my God, Jim, are you okay? What's wrong? And then I would look at you and I'd be like, uh, I appreciate your concern, but I am fine. And I have a conference call in five minutes. So if you could please keep it down. And then I would brush the Cheez-It crumbs off, my, off of my bare chest. And I would cinch up my sweatpants. 
I would walk back to my office bedroom, office bedroom, <laughs> office, and I would put on a button-up shirt with a tie and leave the sweatpants on, and then I would take that conference call in front of my webcam, and I'd fool everybody. I, uh, I don't know. I, don't, I have, like, kind of a... My job's okay. It's kind of cool. It's all right. It's, like, uh, it's like tiring, but it's, like, you get computer tired after a job like that. Like, you're, where you're just your face gets tired. Like, your body... Our bodies don't get tired anymore. Our bodies just get annoyed. Because nobody has, like, a dad job anymore. Like, my dad worked for the steel... Like, he worked at the steel. Everybody worked there when they were his age. He can, like, drive around my hometown and, like, point to stuff that he helped build. He'd be like, I built that. Help build that. Help build that. I'm like, yeah, Dad, have you even seen my Tumblr lately? <laughs> oh, I guess you just think that Justin Bieber's head photoshops itself onto a snake's body. Tell you what, it doesn't, all right? Do you even know how to use Photoshop, Dad? Seriously, feel how soft my hands are. It's a, I'm, I'm grateful to have a job, legitimately grateful. I appreciate it, because I know it's like, we're in bad times right now. But we are kind of lucky in the fact that we can, we can get jobs that are suited to our, like, our, our personal traits and personal abilities, you know? Now, like, centuries and centuries and centuries ago, when you were about to enter the workforce or whatever, and you'd be like, well, uh, I'm really good with people, and then somebody would be like, have you considered farming? Because that's all we have. <laughs> you'd be like, well, actually, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a very visual person. Oh, let me check the list. Farming, yeah, that's all we have. <laughs> that's what I said before, all we do is farm. You could be a farmer... Or a thief. I guess you could be a thief <laughs> if you want to be a dick about it. I, wouldn't, I couldn't be a... I don't know how to farm. Can anybody here, like, plant something and grow it and then, like, eat it? Like, I think we all forgot... A lot of people forgot how to do that. I mean, a lot of people. Like, too many people. That's all I'm looking for in a, in a girlfriend... I put that on my OkCupid profile. Well, I'm looking for a woman who can farm and build shelter. Looks secondary. I like to think about what I would be in like a past past life or like another another time, and I think like I think it would be cool to 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 live in the Wild West. Like I romanticize that, and then like, oh, what would I be if I lived in a Wild West town? I'm like, oh, yeah, I'd be the only guy in the town with glasses. I'd be whatever that guy does, like a shopkeep or something. I, might, I would always be, I'd be the cleanest person there. I'd have suspenders and rolled up sleeves and a visor. I wouldn't want to do that. I'd want to be an outlaw. Like, who wouldn't want to be an outlaw if you lived in a Wild West town? I can't do that, though. I'm afraid of horses. I'm, like, legitimately afraid of horses. Every time, every time, uh, like, I would join a posse or something, and then the, the posse leader would be like, all right, we're going to Dodge. Saddle up before sunrise. And then I'd have to try and talk them all out of taking horses. I'd be like, excuse me, quick suggestion. Since uh, we're all going to Dodge, why don't we split a coach? Maybe, I was thinking... We could split a coach. It seems silly to take four separate horses into Dodge. For all going to the same place. Jim, I think you're afraid of horses. That's preposterous. I'm just saying economically it makes more sense to split a coach, you know? You know what? Fuck it. I'll pay for the coach. I painted a lot of saloon signs this week. I got it. That's what I would, be, that's what I would do. I'd, if you're good at Photoshop now, you're a saloon sign painter in the Wild West. That'd be fun. I actually was on OkCupid for a while, and it, w it was not going well. Uh, and I think it's because 
they wouldn't let me list my body type as old-timey strongman. It was, it was probably that. And also, I didn't really fill out the whole profile. I just uh, I put up a video of me shirtless using a neti pot. And then at the end of the video, it said, if you saw this every morning, would you still have sex with it? And it's, the answer is yes, we have a 100% match. We're getting married. Thank you all. My name is Jim Toos. Thank you for uh, coming out to this, supporting uh, Accidental Comedy Fest and all this stuff going on in Cleveland. Cameron Esposito. Guys, Jim Toos, one more time. For Jim. All right. Awesome. You guys are a great crowd so far, by the way. You've been, you've been so wonderful. And then we have like some new additions. Hello, welcome, great to see you. And also, this next comic, I'm so excited that she is on the show. She's literally one of my favorite comics in the whole world. I love so much her stuff, and I'm so glad that she's going to be here tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, please, from Chicago, let's hear it for Lisa Traeger. Give it up for Lisa. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Um, I'm a nanny. During the, I'm a backup nanny, I'll be honest. Um, so if the nanny can't make it, it's me. Um, but yesterday I was nannying this five-year-old girl, and I made her laugh so hard she peed in her pants twice. So, you know, I already killed this week. It's, like, hard to be here. I'm like, none of you are going to pee your pants, so <laughs> I should leave. Um, but last week, I took care of a 10-year-old boy, and he told me that I looked like I was on a budget. So, <laughs> it's not all good, you know? You steal one gummy vitamin and a piece of American cheese, and suddenly, <laughs> it's fair game. I like working with kids, though. It's like, it, they're just really happy. It's, kind of, it's so refreshing. They're happy about anything. It's like, here's mango. Ah! It's like... Like going down their face, bubbles, oh my god, they're like skipping, dancing, high fives, they love a sprinkler, like they're just so happy. And like just watching kids be so excited about, like for me to be that happy, I would have to be eating brie cheese, watching the Mindy Project, and getting furiously fingered. <laughs> like, And they're just like waves, <laughs> like losing their mind, <laughs> losing their mind. <laughs> I don't know. I've been really like I just um, I've been really I've been single for four, uh, four months. Five, I don't know. So I've been just a lot of strangers, um, <laughs> and it's weird. I don't know. I just had this experience. I don't know if anyone ha else has, but like I was. <laughs> have you ever had sex with someone and you're like, please don't come inside me. Please don't come inside me. And then they come in your mouth, and you're like, I see what you did there. <laughs> that was good, but still inside me, you know, but <laughs> good effort. <laughs> that was pretty fun. I've been, go I'm, uh, I've been going on OkCupid dates. I've been going on a lot of OkCupid dates. The first date I went on, he showed up, and he was pear-shaped. That's crazy. Um... <laughs> I just feel like if you're a pear-shaped man, you, get, you gotta give me a warning. <laughs> just like, you're gonna just show up like that? I, like on my profile, there's a picture of me smiling next to an In-N-Out cheeseburger. So there's like, no weird expectations, you know? Like, you're gonna show up pear-shaped and confident? This isn't gonna work. Um, so that was the first online date I had. And then um, the second online date I had, he was 5'4", and I'm 5'4", so I was like, fuck. But I was like, you know what? Like, stop being judgmental. Open mind. And then on our date, he told me that he had two DUIs. And I was like, you know, we've all been to jail. You know what I mean? Like, it's fine. It's fine. Um, and then he told me he didn't know who Jennifer Lawrence was. And I was like, we're done. Um, what are you going to do? Tell me about your vinyl collection next? I can't do it. You're going to tell me about coffee presses, French things? I can't. Like, I can't. You don't know who Jennifer Lawrence is? Like... I don't get it. Um, the other date I went on was awesome. We ended up making out in the back of the bar, and I was like, this is great. He had a weird limp, but I was like, it's fine. Like, I was like, this is great. And then um, like in the, he started spanking me at the back of the bar, and I was like, okay, I can get into it. And then he fell asleep mid-spanking. So I was like, I think this date's done. <laughs> 
But I did do cocaine for the first time, and I love it. Um, I love cocaine so much. Like, it's, it's amazing. Um, like, I can never be rich because I will be doing cocaine. Um, yeah, it was amazing. And then I played with turtles. Like, it was a, it was a great date besides whatever. Um, I don't know what to do. I just don't know. Like, I was having... I don't know. I was having a conversation with one of my guy friends, and he's a really good guy friend of mine. So this combo is going to seem creepy. It wasn't creepy. We're very good friends. And he, we were hanging out. He's like, Lisa, I'm just so curious. Like, what is it like giving a blowjob? What's a woman's point of view in giving a blowjob? And I was like, I don't know. If you like the guy, it's pretty fun and great. And then he went, oh, how many guys that you don't like... <laughs> dicks have you sucked? I was like, well, it's not zero. <laughs> like, that's crazy. That's awful. Like, when did this happen? What? I don't understand how this happened to me, and it's not even happening. I'm, like, making it happen, and, like, I have good parents. I'm a feminist. Like, I want to be a good role model to my niece. I try really hard to be a strong, independent woman. How do I have dicks in my mouth that I don't want in there? What? What? I don't understand it. It's so... So I'm dealing with that. I don't know. I don't know. I blame it on, like, just so many issues all the time. Like, I feel like sex ed is so terrible, and it gives people really fucked up ideas of, like, what you have to do and what you don't. Like, I just... I remember health class, and, like, you walk in, you're 13, and it's just like, pregnancy, abstinence, you're a rose. And every time... <laughs> You have sex with someone, you rip a petal off of the rose, and then you're just a thorny stick. Is that what you want to give to your husband? Just a thorny, dried-up stick? You cannot tell 13-year-old girls that. That's crazy. That's crazy. The only lesson girls should be taught in sex ed is like, girl, if you're not coming, nobody's coming. You know, like, why can't we teach that? I don't get why we can't teach that. And all the world's problems have been caused by weird dicks. Men, we have to stop. We have to stop. We do, because, like, women are so used to being judged on their looks and bodies. I feel like we can handle it, but, like, you cannot change a weird dick. And guys go crazy. Uh, I have a weird dick. I'm going to eliminate the middle class. You know? It's too much. dick bends weird. I'm going to invade a country. It's just like, next time you see a weird dick, you have to be like, oh, I'm sorry. I don't believe in genocide. So I'm going to get out of here. I don't know. I just, and I'm, I'm a casual feminist. I don't want to scare, you know what I mean? Like I'm very casual about it. Like I want to be respected and have the same opportunities as men, but like carry my luggage. You know what I mean? Like it's too heavy. I can't lift it. I can't lift it. I'm also, I'm casual overall. Like, a lot of times my friends, they call me a Jap, which is like a Jewish-American princess. And I'm like, yeah, I guess I'm a Jap, but, like, I'm a very casual Jap. Like, I have a Marc Jacobs bag, but there's weed and snacks in it. You know what I mean? Just, like, very casual. Thanks so much, you guys. Give it up for Cameron. Lisa Traeger, guys, am I right? Holy shit! Oh, only well, she's a star. She's an ama she's an amazing comic. Am I right? Oh, I, I miss you know um, I miss a lot of things about Chicago. I also really really am happy in Los Angeles. I really like living there. But I, I'm from Chicago. I moved uh, just about a year ago, and something I miss is just like the cr the community of comics that are that just want to eat sausages, drink beers together. <laughs> and hang out forever. <laughs> that is not what LA is like. <laughs> Everyone wants to not eat sausages and go home right now. Because <laughs> I got shit to do. How are you doing? I'm fine. What, uh, did you just come in? Did you just come in? Where were, where were you before this? Not, I'm not, not in an embarrassing way, but what have you been up to? Oh yeah, for real, right? <sighs> I'm glad you're safe. Yeah. 
that was a cr- that it's been crazy. It's been a crazy night. Actually, uh, when we went into we were uh, Rhea Butcher, who you saw earlier, and I were renting a car. And when we got on the bus and went into the car rental place and then walked out the other door, in that I think it took us one and a half minutes because she didn't opt for the extra insurance, and because um, <laughs> she's a smart, she's a frugal gal. And uh, then it was pouring. It was pouring crazy. It was pouring like... And um, you know what it doesn't do in L.A.? Rain. (laughs) Did you guys know that? It's the desert. I don't mean to blow your minds. (laughs) I feel like when you're from the Midwest, I always thought that L.A. was like, oh, it's the beach. It's mostly water, right? No, it is mostly arid. It is mostly a lizard. So yeah, just seeing rain, I feel like I no, I no longer, in like the one, and then it just stopped immediately again. But like for a second it was raining and I was like, what do I do? I'm supposed to wear these pants all weekend. Like I just forgot how to deal with anything. Like they're gonna, they dry, they're gonna dry. But then I worry about dank legs. I have this whole theory that my, my legs get real dank. You understand, tight pants, it happens. Okay, guys, we're going to keep the show rolling. Awesome comic coming up next. A good friend of mine. And also, so he's another Chicago comic. And what's great about this dude, there's a couple couple people who this is true for. Like, I'm a huge fan of his. I really love his stand-up. Also, I got to be there the first time he ever did stand-up, which is, like, such an honor to see somebody go up and do a great job and then be a great comic and then continue to do awesome stuff. So... That it makes me have like a little like a, almost like a, like a, like a maternal like I think we're pretty much the same age but I will but you know I'm your mom is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> ladies, ladies and gentlemen, here right now for Goodrich Gavard. Give it up for Goodrich. You guys, I have the the coolest mom. You guys, your 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 mom does not rock jean jackets like my mom does. I, I, I'm, I'm positive this is going to go great, but if it doesn't, you know, look to Cam and go, back to the farm team, Cam, huh-uh, not cutting it. It's going to go great, though, you guys, stellar. I'm super glad to be here. I'm from Chicago. I, uh, I love traveling around, peddling jokes. Uh, I get to see some great stuff. I was in New Orleans telling jokes, and I found myself in a dicey spot because I'm an adventurer. And uh, I was in front of a tire business that was called Mr. Smiley's Tire Shop. And I knew that was the name of it because a big piece of plywood was on top of the business and he had painted it in yellow paint. And then he had three rules for his tire business, which I had never been like a quick change and had a rule situation thrown at me. So I was like, all right, Mr. Smiley, what's the lay of your land? Uh, Rule number one, Mr. Smiley's tire shop was no loitering, which, sure, trying to sell tires, you don't need dudes hanging out flicking nickels, trading palmade tips, singing doo-wop songs. Classic loitering behavior. Okay, so number two on Mr. Smiley's uh, tire shop rules, no crack selling. Oh, fuck. I'm so sorry you had to write that one down. Just, just so many dudes kind of like, trying to move some rock, man. Uh, trying to run a small tire business. So you want some or not, old man? What's your answer? Okay, so there's three rules. Uh, what could top... Crack selling as the worst affliction in Mr. Smiley's tire shop. Number three was no cat selling. This dude has had enough. Uh-uh. Not on his watch. Too many dudes was coming up with trench coats. Just like, hey, man, I got some calico, some black tabbies. You want a Prussian blue? You look fancy, my man. Cat, is that like a drug coat? No, man, it's fucking companionship. You try to snuggle up with a good year, get your bed all greasy. Cop a cat, my man. Uh, you guys seem like a hot amateur uh, cartographer crowd, so I'll give you guys some map-based humor. For sure. I'll lay it right on you. I know what you guys want. Uh, so in Chicago, we have uh, two dude neighborhoods that live right next to each other. And uh, one of them is called Wrigleyville, where the broiest bros from Rotown bro out with all their bros. And then next to that is Boys Town, because, you know, boys just want to have fun. You guys remember that song from the 80s. It's a good time. Uh, one of those neighborhoods is way more fun than the other. I'll leave you guys to that one. Um, but what's great is that they're, they're right next to each other in this sort of geographical, just the tip sort of situation. And what's awesome is that right in the middle of these neighborhoods, in like a Gaza Strip, a sexual preference, 
it's contested land, you guys. It's 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 heavy there. Uh, there is this amazing Einstein Bagel Company uh, right in the middle that has this sign that just says "No Rollerblades" on it. And like, I like to imagine the dude running this bagel company is this weird old homophobe who like saw a gay movie one time in the '70s and he's like, "Uh-uh, not in my bagel company. Not gonna fucking happen." I got these hat Cubs fans running around. I got their Daisy Dukers, their tank toppers. Love every piece of that. That's why I got in the bagel game. I don't want this to be no hobo hangout. They're right over there. But look, I can't put no gays on the door. That'd be a hate crime. I have to explain to the Einsteins. I got to do right by the brothers. They're geniuses. I got it. Rollerblades. I seen these queers out here cruising for dong. They always got their shorts around their ankles and rollerblades on their feet. You want tolerance, you go to Panera Bread, chief. Sponsored by Panera Bread. Soup in a bowl. Oh, I didn't, I didn't, I grew up, I didn't grow up in Chicago. I grew up in a place called Fort Wayne, Indiana. And a quick, quick, uh, just two claps is all that's necessary for that city. Like, they feel it, too. There's so little going on. They're like, I think someone's clapping for us. Like four hours away. Should probably keep doing what we're doing. (laughs) A quick cliff's notes on Fort Wayne. In 2005, it was voted the dumbest city in America. You guys know there's like a lot of cities, right? Yeah. It's the dumbest one. (laughs) So that that was fun. Uh, I'm reminded, too, of how dumb we were, because at a point in time, we voted a man to mayor who was named Harry Balls. For realsies, that was his name. Uh, and what's great is like when you have a guy named Harry Balls running for political office, you and your fellow citizens finally get to have an open, honest discussion. Hi, y'all. We need to put aside this partisan fussing and fighting and come together as people who know damn well the next four years are going to be fucking hilarious if a dude named Harry Balls is in charge. Are you fucking kidding me right now? Every time I hear the name Harry Balls, I just imagine an unkempt scrotum with a necktie just signing off documents. <laughs> you know, what? people get older, they vote with their wallet. But me, I vote with my giggle gut, okay? That's just where, where my politics is landing. Like, I don't have a lot of also that, like, reminds me of home in a great way. Uh, like, my, my girlfriend uh, is from Georgia, so, like, when she eats a peach, it's like an autobiography of fruit and juiciness. Uh... <laughs> But, like, the only thing that reminds me of home is listening to classic rock radio. Like, if I turn on the dial and I hear a DJ go, Oh, of course, that was 38 Special with Hold On Lucid coming up on the 11 o'clock hour time to get the let out. We're here in the Hooters parking lot with an on-location trying to give away tickets to the Double D Tour. That's Damn Yankees and Dire Straits of the War Memorial Coliseum. Ladies, pull out your pair to get a pair. Like, when I hear that, I miss my dad, you know, and I... <laughs> Some fathers taught their sons to be men. My father taught me it doesn't have to be good to be classic. Uh, one last thing before I go. Uh, in, in Chicago, I take public transit everywhere. And uh, one of the great signs on public transit is uh, if you see something, say something. Was like It's a mantra of doing good. You know, if you see something, you step up and do something. But that's never the good part. That's never how that shit goes down. Uh, I was on the bus in Chicago, and a man who I can only describe as having visible and smellable feces all over his person, just letting his freak flag fly, screamed and chased me off the bus. And everybody saw it, and they didn't do a goddamn thing. They're just like, I don't know, man, sometimes a fucking poop monster chased you off the bus. What do you want me to do? All right, you guys have been super fun. Let's bring up Mama Esposito. Give it up for Goodrich one more time. Oh. Well, this show is going very well, and I'm excited this next comic is actually the man that made this all happen. He is the person who's putting together the Accidental Comedy Festival here in Cleveland. He's like a pretty famous Clevelander. Is that the word for it? Clevelander? Yeah. One of your your native sons, real important, makes sure comedy happens in this town, so you should give him an extra loud round of applause. Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear it right now for Ramon Rivas. Get up for Ramon. Thank you. Keep it going for Cameron. 
and all the comics you, you saw so far. Uh, yeah, uh, as she said, I put the comedy festival together. Uh, when I started doing comedy in Cleveland, like there was just no, there was one weekly comedy show, uh, and then like an utter lack of sandwiches like throughout the whole city. Uh, and then it's cool to like this year. Uh, I was there's a lot of comedy in Cleveland. You can get up every night of the week and go see comedy outside of a comedy club. And then one of the sandwich places like sponsored the comedy festival, uh, which is sweet. So like Gallucci's gave me a whole bunch of meat, uh, and uh, I'm sharing that with everyone who's here. So it's super fun. I uh, I, uh, I I'm from Cleveland. Uh, I do get to do comedy all over the country, uh, and by all over the country, I mean everywhere the Megabus runs. Uh, <laughs> They just added some roots, so I'm about to start crushing it this year. It's going to be a big year for me, uh, moving on up. I, I like taking the Megabus because there's uh, it's one of the few places in the world where being big and Latino is like an asset, because all I, all I have to do is park myself in a seat with no one next to me, and all the white people are like, oh, no, thank you. Uh, and I just keep on moving to the back of the bus. Uh, and there's the filtration process of a computer. Like, you need a computer to get a Megabus ticket, like... Uh, I took the Greyhound one time uh, from New York, and uh, it wasn't bad on the way to Buffalo. And then in Buffalo, uh, the bus got really, really full, and uh, I got a little nervous because people with neck tattoos don't really care how Hispanic you are. Uh, <laughs> I learned that. Uh, but the whole bus filled up, and uh, I was like, hell yeah, I made it. I'm not going to have to sit next to anybody. And then this dude got on the bus, and I had to assume he was homeless. And you never really want to make that assumption about anybody. Uh, but when his carry-on luggage was just two VCRs he was holding by the power cord, uh, I was like, my dude, super homeless. Uh, the, I get approached by a lot of homeless people, and whenever they ask me for change, I always hit them with a no thank you. Like, I appreciate the opportunity, but not right now. Uh, I got caught off guard like I was. I went to this hood gas station by my place to get a sandwich at four in the morning, and I got out of my car, and uh, I heard this dude like, "Hey, big man, you like little light up houses?" <laughs> and I was like, "No, wait, what?" <laughs> and there's this just this dude just holding a complete set of like twelve little light up houses, <laughs> and I was like. Well, do I need any light-up houses right now? Because uh, it's almost the holidays. Uh, and 12 for a dollar was a real good deal, so... Got some nice little light-up houses at the crib, which is fun. I, uh, I just moved. I live in this neighborhood right a couple streets over, and uh, I have a roommate, and they have some chickens. Uh, I'm, I've never had chickens before in my life. Uh, so, like, I was leaving for a comedy show a couple months ago, and I got to my car, and I was like, oh, no, I left my weed inside, so I turned around to go get it. And I, and I pass this chicken in the middle of the street. I'm like, what the fuck's this chicken doing out here? And then I get to, and I realize I left the gate open. I'm like, oh no, that's my chicken. Uh, so I shut the gate. I chase the chicken around. Uh, Ten minutes later, I finally caught it, which made me realize I'll never be a boxer because uh, that's way too long to chase a chicken. Uh, so I caught it, and I was like, by this time, I was like, I had to be downtown at the comedy club in like seven minutes. So I just threw the chicken over the fence. Uh, and I've never thrown a chicken before, so the aerodynamics were a little different than I anticipated. Uh, and its little chicken legs, like, clipped the top of the fence. Uh, but it's okay, though, because it landed right out of its head like they're supposed to. Uh, which is good. Uh, I don't know. I like living there. Uh, I, I smoke a lot of pot. Like, I don't... I used to drink a lot, and, like, I would black out and throw up on myself... Which you can't go through life like that, you know? You can go through like a McDonald's drive-thru like that, uh, but not through life. Uh, and I've never blacked out from smoking weed. Like I keep trying, it's just not happening. Uh, and I've only thrown up while I was high one time, but I'm pretty sure that was from eating too many grapes. So I don't Weed. I feel like everyone smokes pot, but like most people quit when they get caught. And like I've I've been caught like several times, and I'm never stopping. Like the first time I got caught, a buddy of mine called me uh, for a bag, and I was like, I'll roll up a joint, so you what I have left. So I rolled one up, I put it in my mouth, and I'm flicking the bag. And I thought my dad was at work, uh, but instead he was standing in my doorway like Run DMC, just like. 
And I was like, uh, what's up? Uh, <laughs> not the best response. Uh, and he's storming out the house. I'm like, man, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm about to get kicked out this house. This is crazy. I don't know what to do other than just smoke this joint in my room. Because uh, I was already in trouble, so just double down on it was my, lo- my logic. And uh, then my dad came home, and we had a heart-to-heart talk. He's like, look, I'm not going to be a hypocrite. I still smoke an occasional joint or two myself with the ladies. Just don't let it control your life. Which is beautiful advice to get from your dad, that you shouldn't do drugs unless it's helping you get pussy. And you should probably do as many as you can. Uh, the second time I got caught, uh, some buddies of mine, I went to go visit at college, wanted a bunch of weed, so I grabbed like an ounce and I went down there and smoked a bunch. And that's when I learned the lesson that if you buy an ounce of weed, smoke enough to where it's not a felony if you get arrested with it. Uh, <laughs> So I went down to the school. We smoked in, the be- uh, in my buddy's dorm room. We ordered food. We're sitting there playing video games. And I hear a knock at the door. And I'm like, who is it? And they're like, security. I'm like, oh, shit. I get up to go throw the weed out the window. And my buddy's like, come in. I was like, no. Uh, and then uh, the security guards were just standing in the door. So I was like, eh. So I sneakily like, got the weed and put it in my hoodie pocket. I was like, I know how we're going to get out of this. Ramon's about to crush this. So I had some barbecue wings, so I just ate it, got super messy with them, got it all over my fingers, all over my face. And I went to the security guard, and I was like, hey, can I go to the bathroom and get some napkins? Because I'm about to hide this weed, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, and he was like, no. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit, I'm about to get arrested with barbecue sauce all over me. Uh, which is exactly what happened. Uh, so that was fun. Last time I got caught, uh, I was living with my mom still. So I want to say it was like high school, but in actuality, I was like 23. Uh, and uh, I got out of work. I got undressed in my bedroom, took a shower. When I came out of the shower, my mom had grabbed all my clothes and done my laundry, uh, which wasn't a big deal, except that I had just bought hydroponic weed for the first time. And it was in one of my pants. So I ran down in the basement, and my wallet, keys, and phone were on top of the dryer or the washer. Uh, which my, my weed was with them, but it wasn't up there. So I was like, I went to my mom. I was like, hey, uh, did you find my wallet in my pants? She's like, that's not all I found. I was like, ah, shit. Hey, mom, uh, I'm not the only one who paid for that, so I'm actually going to need that back. Uh, and she was like, no, what kind of mother do you think I am? In fact, give me names. Tell me who else paid for this weed. I was like, look, mom, I ain't no snitch. <laughs> I ain't telling you nothing. She was like, respect, and threw the bag at me. I was like, all right, that's cool. Thanks for coming out to the show, you guys. Have a good night. I'll say somebody's name. Uh, you guys are going to love her. We love her very much. You guys give it up for Natalie Joes, everybody. Cameron Rhea, you guys. What a great show. I'm so happy to be in Cleveland. Please don't beat me up, though, is the thing. Two times ago, I got beat up at Tina's nightclub. I wish I could tell the whole story, but just know that I had a bald spot, and it was terrifying. Still a pretty good night. Like, overall, still had a lot of fun, but uh, did get beat up. Uh, Very happy to be here. I did some spring cleaning recently, you guys, in the springtime. The annual cleaning of the apartment. I don't know if you guys do that just once a year. It's when I do it. Uh, Got rid of a lot of magazines, a lot of clothes. It felt great, purging, you know. And uh, found this little bag, almost like a bag that you would find Coke in. And there was just a a little bit of Coke in it. Um, (laughs) What a treat! Oh, man! Just instead of mopping, I took those, like, wet naps, you know what I mean? Just on my hands and knees, just like, ah! (laughs) Gleaning! I'm a very, like, kind of a confused personality, I feel like, because, like, I play tennis, but I've done meth, you know? Like, like I smoke cigarettes, but I have a book about making my own flaxseed crackers. Nothing is more evident to me about how confused I am about my life as that I sing in a meatloaf cover band. I I mean, I'm not meatloaf. Let's not get crazy. Um, I'm hose me down with holy water. If I get too hot. 
Anyway, we played this wedding in Milwaukee, which is just uh, sick, you know, that you would have a meatloaf cover band at your wedding. But afterwards, this woman came up to me very drunk, and she was like, my husband thinks you're hot. But I told him it's just because you're on stage. I was like, thank you so much. That is so sweet. And I do also sing in a Patsy Cline cover band. So at this point, it's like, how many cover bands can I be in? And I've come up with a couple of other ideas of cover bands that I want to be in. Um, one is a Billie Holiday cover band. It's me called Lady Sips the Booze. <laughs> and an all-white Supremes cover band called The Supremacists. <laughs> it's going to be good. Is anyone here single? Okay. Oh, adorable. Uh, any men single here? I'm so sorry. This is the part of the show. It's like, why do I keep doing this? Because no one, this is the part that makes me feel bad about myself. People are like, woo, and then when I really get serious, nothing. No, no single men want to admit it? Okay, great, wonderful. Let's just direct this at you then. I've actually just come up with three qualifications of what I'm looking for in a man. Let's see if you meet him. One, do you have a job? Oh, great. Two, do you sleep in a bed? Not a mattress on the floor. Not a futon. Oh, that is so hard to find. Okay, three, and this is the most important. Okay, you ready? Do you love giving oral and hate receiving it? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm actually coming out with a book. It's called The ABCs of Sucking D's. I think it's going to be a Newberry uh, medal winner. I don't know. What's the deal? Everyone loves porn. Do you guys watch porn? Is that the deal? You guys watch it? It's okay. Don't be shy. Brenna loves it. Uh, I, like, I don't watch porn because I have like, a vibrator and an imagination, but um, like, when I do watch it, I have to turn the volume all the way down and listen to like, Camera Obscura or something. Like I can't. Like, the sounds that women make in porn are so upsetting to me. They sound like feral cats in an alley. They're just like... I don't like it. But, uh, vibrators are great. <laughs> That's it. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, uh, I feel like I'm 31 years old. And I know I look 29. And um, I just feel like I go places now and I feel invisible. I call it ghosting. It's where I go somewhere and I'm like, can you... <laughs> Can you see me? <laughs> Could I get like a water or a menu? I've been here a while. Can you see? And um, I'll complain about it to people, and they'll be like, well, that place has been closed for 50 years. I don't know where you think you were, but it wasn't Cafe Con Leche. I mean, I feel so invisible that I actually almost got hit by a dump truck in front of my own apartment. I was at the crosswalk. I see the dump truck wants to turn left. I'm at the crosswalk. I'm like, he sees me. He sees me. Oh my God, why doesn't he see me? Why doesn't he see me? I'm right here! I'm right here! And I've always been here. I'm at that age, like, um, like all my friends are getting married. And it's fine. Like, I lo yeah, lo who doesn't love a wedding, you know? I'm very happy about it. I'm not bitter. You guys, I'm not bitter. I'm not bitter. But um, I just feel like a little bit, you know, tired of paying for it, you know? It's just like, oh, my God, you're in love. Oh, my God. Congratulations. Let me get my pocketbook. How much do you need? One cannot live on love alone. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm single and stealing toilet paper from bars. <laughs> in the morning <laughs> clutching a stuffed giraffe that I call Jorge in a, in a studio apartment above a liquor store that's so hot it feels like the snake part of the zoo <laughs> you know who could use a new set of mixing bowls I could <laughs> <laughs> 
coming together. I'm alone. I'm alone. It's fine. I, it's just like, and then you go to the wedding. I can never bring a date. Don't let Natalie have fun. And, um, and then I'm just singing U2 songs to my cocktails by myself. And you give yourself away. And you give. And then at the end of the wedding, you're like, oh my God, congratulations. You look beautiful. Goodbye forever. Call me never. Call me when you get pregnant and you need me to buy your baby a onesie. <laughs> I kind of want to have kids, but for all the wrong reasons. Like, I kind of want to be the inappropriate mom, you know? The slutty mom. <laughs> Just like, you here for the circle jerk? The boys are in the basement. <laughs> Come on. But in all honesty, I'm just going to be the drunk mom, right? Just like, you marry him, pack your lunch, because the bus is coming. <laughs> Better pack it. <laughs> Why am I so drunk in the morning? <laughs> it's the morning! Hmm. I work a, a day job. Do you guys work? Work those? Anybody? Anybody have like an office shitty job? Nobody? What an incredible city! Um, future boyfriend does. <laughs> what's your name, future boyfriend? Camp Paradise. His <laughs> shirt says Camp. What's uh, What's your name? Done. Uh, d- been there, done that. The <laughs> thing. But um, just I've been with an Adam, so it's fine. I don't. I feel like you can't redo another name. Is that true or false? I don't know. But we'll talk about it. Um, I work a day job, it's fucking miserable. You know, every, another day in paradise! You know, do people say that? Where you work, yeah, I get it, it's miserable. It's fucking miserable. Took a violence in the workplace webinar recently. Turns out I have nine out of the 10. If I'm gonna be honest, 10 out of the 10. Uh, warning signs of someone who's gonna commit violence in the workplace. Look out. <laughs> The thing with me is, like, I don't even care. I just listen to podcasts all day. It's fine. Like, I don't give a shit. But I just cannot get out of bed in the morning. Is this anyone else? Like, I just cannot. Every single morning is a struggle for me. Every single morning I have to yell at myself to wake up! Get out of bed, you piece of shit! Get out of bed, you goddamn piece of shit! Get out of the shower! Get out of the goddamn shower! And I don't get in the shower. <laughs> I want to sleep as long as I can. And then my coworkers are like, oh, you like shit. Did you go out drinking last night? I'm like, no, I lost myself in a novel. Drank some green tea. Went to bed at 9.30. It doesn't even matter, though, because I drink so much that my body just assumes that I've been drinking, so I'm always hungover, no matter what the scenario is. And um coworker actually came up to me the other day and she was touching my hair. She's like, what's going on with your hair? Your hair is gross. <laughs> I was like, well, that's semen. <laughs> <laughs> what is business casual? I'm real confused about it. You guys, thank you so much. <laughs> Have a great night. Cameron and Rhea. Just Cameron. Guys, Natalie Joes, one more time for Natalie Joes. Wow, what a show it has been. Well, first of all, I just want to thank you guys all so much for coming. I hope you check out all the other stuff that's going on at the Accidental Comedy Festival this weekend. Rhea will be here for some more shows. I know a lot of these other comics will be here for more shows. I am, I'm out of here tomorrow morning. I got a flight at 7 o'clock. My point is, didn't we do it? <laughs> didn't we make it count one night in Cleveland? <laughs> one steamy basement night. You guys, thanks so much. You can check out our podcast on iTunes. You can hear the show we do every week in Los Angeles. I'm Cameron Esposito. Take care. Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to laugh with your hands together. Put your hands together, get ready to clap. Put your hands together, put 
This is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season 3 has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, Season 3 is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Ah, uh, yes. I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Oh, Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season 3 of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.